0: Welcome to the Relationship Church Podcast. Letdowns. It's something that none of us are immune to, including Jesus' disciples. How can a perfect person let someone down? It happens when one has unmet expectations. In this message of the same title, our assistant pastor Olufemi Oshako shares how we, like the disciples, can develop unmet expectations about God and how to avoid this kind of heartbreak. This message was recorded in the historic Forest Park in St. Louis, Missouri. Please open your Bibles or your Bible apps to Luke chapter 24. We're going to read verses 13 through 21. Luke chapter 24 and the scripture now behold, two of them went one day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem, and they talked together of all the things which happened. it was while they conversed and reasoned. That Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, "What kind of conversation is that?" Is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to him, What things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and were before God and all people, and how the chief priests and rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day. Since these things happen, some of the greatest sources of disappointment in our lives are unmet expectations. They can come by different ways. For some, you overestimate either your own ability or the abilities of someone else. I overestimated my ability to get some things done. Uh, the childhood home that I grew up in, just about. And it took a company that owns hundreds of millions of dollars worth of property all around St. Louis three years to make it right. I grossly overestimated my abilities. Sometimes the lack of genuineness. How many people say, Oh, I'm gonna call you? yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We need to get together. Yeah, we do. And in your heart, you think, yeah, we do, but you don't take that number. They don't take your number and you don't do any of the things in the moment to ensure that you can call and or get together with that person and for some there are imagined expectations that cause us to have unmet expectations for people this happens a lot when it comes to marriage i, I say that there's a, a fairy tale on both ends when it comes to marriage you know, the woman, she's been playing house since she was a little girl and, and just thinking about being married all her life while the the little boy is out playing video games or sports or who knows what. So there's a, a ideal that she'll have regarding marriage, specifically, especially with fairy tales and, and all the Disney stuff. You get married and live happily ever after. Like marriage fixes everything. Doesn't matter if if he was lazy before marriage, is not he's going to be not lazy after we get married. And that's not the case. And for males, often it's that we believe that our wives are going to be available to us whenever we need them to be available to us. And that's not the case either. So, again, there are fairy tales on both ends regarding that, which lead to unmet expectations, leads to bitterness, and leads to anger, leads to resentment. And that's what was going on with the disciples. They, they believed Jesus to, to do some things that he hadn't done or it seemed as if he would not do. And that led to them being kind of depressed and sad as Jesus was talking with them on the road. However, he told them what he was going to do. He told them how things were going to go, but they still did not take that into full consideration, nor did they let go of the things that they imagined
1: that he would do. Why would they do this? Why would they do that? What would they do? What did
0: from. They had a perception of Messiah as being this political and uh, and military leader. You know, he was going to rally everyone and that he was going to restore, redeem Israel. This was their thought of Messiah. But the word Messiah, which in Hebrew is Mashiach, it means anointed one. How many people in here have had oil placed on their head and they prayed for them. I say it here, round here, but y'all know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, technically, everyone here is Messiah, because Messiah, Messiah means anointed one. We've all been anointed. You, the first place we kind of see this is in Leviticus, when it's speaking of the high priest, or they say the anointed priest. Um, also, the The patriarchs of Israel, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they were also uh, mentioned as being the anointed ones. We quote often uh, Psalms 105, verse 15 uh, touch not my anointed, do my prophet no harm. That word anointed there is Mashiach, that's Messiah. Also, kings were anointed. We know that Saul was anointed to be king. We know that David was anointed not once, not twice, but three different times to be the king of Israel, once by Samuel, once by uh, uh, Judah, and then once by Israel as well. And really David became the prototype and the, the the thought when everyone was thinking of Messiah. In Daniel, you'll find the first time that Messiah is used to speak of the coming king that was promised um, in the garden. But people really look to messiah to be like david this this political leader and and this military might that would come in and and restore the greatness and the glory of israel but what did he do he
1: came and he performed signs although in john it says they thought he performed more signs or different signs
0: Nobody had been raised to the dead before he did that a couple times. You, you all want more? But more than likely, it's that they wanted him to do signs that were in line with what they thought. They, they wanted him to overthrow governments and, and things of that nature. And he would do that, but just not the way that they thought. And he will still do that in the coming time. Just, again, not according to their Imaginations. This is probably why the Pharisees were so kind of iffy on Jesus. Like, what is he doing over there talking to the the sinners and the and the publicans? He, he should be talking to us. You know, we're trying to get things together as far as as you know things are concerned. You're supposed to be a Messiah. Shouldn't you be talking to the religious leaders on how we're going to rule and and reign and things of that nature? They did not take him. At his word, right. Which was the issue. They did not take him at his word. Even with Cleopas, that you know we read about, he was sad because it was like you know it's, it's been three days and you know and nothing's happened. You knew he was supposed to die. And here's something else, just to kind of pay attention to. We know that when we read Jesus speaking about uh, dying and speaking about that to his disciples, by Cleopas knowing this. And by the women also knowing this, that means that it wasn't just the 12, because there's no uh, 12 disciple named Cleopas. So for him to know this and for him to say further down in that passage that there were women that went and they saw an angel and they said that he rose, but I'm still not quite believing, shows that there's something within him that. And within them, because it was another uh, who's unnamed, there's something that was in them that kept their faith from being as it should be. And that, more than likely, is because again, they're not paying attention to what he said he would do. They were adding to, or, or, or yeah, they were adding to and taking away from things, and they weren't paying attention to exactly what he said. What did he say? And John, he said that in this world we'll have trouble. And it's just Tiffany and I was talking about this um earlier this week. In this world that we'll have trouble, but take hope that I have overcome the world. A lot of times for us, we have unmet expectations of Jesus because of things that we've heard preachers say that were false, because of things that we've heard grandma say that were false, because of misinterpreting the scriptures and, and thinking that. Well, you know, uh, yeah, just uh, ask anything in my name, anything I want. Uh um, you know, I, I want, you know, her her husband. That's not, that's not doing that. The, the, him giving us the desires of our heart is him giving us his desires. That's right. And then that being brought to pass. You know, what he said, our life won't be easy. We think, you know, being saved, uh, and I've said this before, it's like lucky Charms just makes life magically delicious, and that's not the case. He said we'll have trouble, but take heart that he has overcome the world. We'll have trouble in the world, but he's overcome it. In Matthew, he said, I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. So he promises to be with us. Also in Matthew, he says, come unto me, all ye who are weary and are heavy laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you there's a yoke take my yoke upon you and learn of me get to know me know just what i say know how i move how i act spend time with me for i am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls you're looking for rest learn about cheese learn about his ways for his yoke is easy it's easy compared to the yoke of sin and the bondage that comes with that and his burden though we do have to carry a burden it's light in comparison this is what he says and these are the things that we need to focus on we have to believe in him we have to believe what he said that is the foundation of salvation it's faith as hebrews says now without faith it is impossible to please god for the one who draws near here again the one who draws near to him who gets to know him must believe that he is that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him so in conclusion i want to encourage us on today to avoid having unmet expectations when it comes to god we do that by getting to know just who he is study his word serve him pray Seek his face, find out who he is, and then follow him. That's how true change comes in our lives. God bless you in Jesus' name. Return us back over to the hands of our illustrious pastor, the one and only Brian E. Neal. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. So, So much of life. Yeah, I really learned this little uh, little truth about me. I learned this from uh, being in therapy, that's great. <laughs> being in, in counseling, uh, which sometimes has a bad stigma. Uh, but but honestly, it, it's important, you know. And and I tell people all the time, I go to counseling because the people who really need it won't go, and I have to deal with. <laughs> the expectations that you've set. And truthfully, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that, well, I should just lower my expectations to something and, you know, in order to find a way to make myself happy. But what it does mean is that sometimes we have to examine our expectations and wonder why am I expecting this? Why do I have the expectations like this? And when it comes to the spiritual part of things, like Brother Hope was talking about, our expectations should be set by God and God alone. Yes, and if we allow the Lord, His word, His promises, the scripture to, to set our expectations, then we will be in a place where we will have peace. We may, we may not always feel like life is magically malicious, But I will promise you this your life will be great. Tony the tiger, we won't use the leprechaun, we'll use Tony the tiger. Your life will be great. Uh, when you yield your expectations to the things of God. Um, and, and so many times, even like you talked about in marriage, you know, and, and I've had this same same experience, even with, with my wife, uh, where it's like, well, I expected that marriage would be like this, and she's looking at me, and well, I expected marriage that would be like this. and And that's why sometimes it is so rough in marriage, because there is a differing see eye to eye with regards to expectations. She was raised over here. I was raised over there. I had this paradigm. She had this example. And we have this this thought process of how things should go. Uh, But that's why it's so important to yield to the Lord, to yield to the things of God, to yield to the will of God, to yield to the word of God, because then we allow him to set our expectations. And let me tell you, he will never, ever, 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 ever fail to exceed our expectations if our expectations are rooted and grounded in Him and in
0: His Amen. Amen Amen We hope this has been a blessing Join us live on Sundays via Zoom Relationship Kids is at 11.30am Prayer is at 12.30pm and service starts at 12.45pm All times given are in the central time zone the login number is 314-720-8880 feel free to call that number for prayer or text the word connect there to grow with us again that number is 314-720-8880 until
1: next time take care